Hello everybody, and I am back again for to discuss our week 12, which is attitudes and ideologies. And uh, so, unlike most of the concepts that we have discussed before, language attitudes and ideologies are actually something that I had given thought to immensely before and and studied a little bit. So what I knew about it before is basically uh, it's it's kind of self-explanatory. You know, the basic attitudes people have and perceptions of different languages, different dialects around them and ideologies that the the way they believe that language should be and the way it should be spoken and the ideas of correct and incorrect speech uh, across the country, across the world. And so after reading uh, this week's chapter, I did have just a little bit, uh, you know, more, learned a little bit more, including, you know, what I gathered from previous chapters. And, you know, what I, what I mainly pulled from it is the fact that when discussing language attitudes and ideologies, it's almost, it's practically impossible to separate it completely. It cannot be objectively looked at as language differences. They are intrinsically tied to cultural bias and historical change and, you know, uh, you know, to almost, uh, unfortunately to say, uh, racism in you know these these times but that's not the the main point these language attitudes and ideologies are affected by uh you know very fortunately uh something that i feel is very relevant something i'm currently trying to uh revolve my research project around is identity and so the identity of the individual clashing with the identity of the group, the cultural identity, further clashing with the identity of the group versus the identity of the country and the the widespread idea that the ownership of English belongs to, uh, you know, the Aryan race, the white white people, you know, as crude as, is it, as, crude as it is to say that. And, uh, you know, uh, just making connections, you know, to my own experience, I've lived in a multilingual society my entire life and without knowing it before taking you know some of these college courses I too had developed cultural bias uh, especially towards speech and being in Brownsville and being surrounded by Spanish every day all day there was still room for me to associate certain accents and certain you know uh, people speaking Spanish with you know being crude uh, being crass and you know assumedly uneducated and that was the, and it was the same for uh white speak and uh, it's something that i feel that unfortunately against what i felt i didn't want to be i i adopted i certainly don't get told that i sound like i lived in the valley except if i travel uh farther north as was the case when i found myself in virginia uh, five years ago, and uh, just saying my last name, Castañón, uh, you know, led people to believe they would use, they would dare to use the word exotic for someone as light-skinned as I am, green eyes, but because 
Spanish was present with me. Uh, you know, they held such uh, almost an admirable attitude towards it. And uh, but you know what we can't take for granted is that you know physical appearance and physical identity has a large role to play. Uh, people treat others differently. Uh, you know, doesn't it's not simply for the fact that Spanish was present with me. It's just the fact that Spanish was present with me and I looked like I could pass uh, for white. And that was a concept previously introduced in uh, one of Van Herc's chapters. And so, with the examples in the videos this week, uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, people had ideas of where exactly in the country, uh, you know, incorrect English was spoken and quote-unquote normal English was spoken. And that's actually more of an idea than I ever had. I could never, uh, you know, accurately or even confidently circle areas in the country where I felt... English was spoken correctly and incorrectly. I just don't have that sort of geographical knowledge. But the fact that those biases are present constantly and discrimination is present constantly is just further proof of the power imbalances and, uh, you know, the prestige of social class and racial biases present and so intertwined with language. Uh, you know, it's just... It's way more than something that we need to pass over it's something we, we need to take seriously and that I wish more people in the world were aware of uh, so thank you very much for listening